Well, hello, it's the Carl Anthony Show and it's podcast number three. So I'm just sitting here at home on a Monday afternoon after a very busy weekend. For the people who don't know my background, basically I'm a professional hypnotist. I am a consultant, I'm a trainer, I'm a lecturer, I'm a stage hypnotist, a street hypnotist, and I develop techniques in hypnosis. And I've been very, very lucky throughout my career to have worked with thousands of different human minds, all coming to me for similar things, either to learn hypnosis or to help me help them remove panic attacks, fears, phobias, depression, anxiety, emotional values, weight loss, addictions, and just a whole range of all the challenges we can face in a lifetime through our own mind. People say to me all the time, you know, you must have the perfect life. You're a hypnotist. You must have reprogrammed yourself thousands of times to live the ultimate life. And there is some truth in that. But it's not that simple. Even though I'm a professional hypnotist, I'm a human. And what that means is I'm prone to the same programming as each and every one of you out there. And if you think about it, your whole life, your whole understanding, your beliefs, your emotions, your habits, everything has been pre-programmed into you from a very young age. You see, up to the age of seven, we lived in a world of accelerated learning. As I mentioned in podcast number two, it's essential for a human being to survive in the environment that they're born to, that they can learn about the environment really, really quickly. What's safe, what's dangerous, how to walk, how to talk, habits, emotions, feelings, actions, behaviors, everything is being programmed into the young mind of that child in an effort to keep them safe in the future. And I was no different to you, and you are no different to me, and even your own children, if you have some, are still prone to the same, same programming. People laugh at me sometimes and they say, hey, I bet you can't hypnotize me. And with a simple smile, I look back at them straight in the eyes and I go, you're already hypnotized. And they laugh it off and they think, ah, yeah, whatever. But if they truly sat down and questioned what I said and what I meant by that, we're all living in a state of trance, each and every day, 24-7. There's no such thing as free will. Because all your actions, all your behaviors, all your habits, what you do, what you don't do, what you can't do, what you're terrified of doing and what you want to do, but you just can't get to it, is all a program. You see, you got to go back and remember, imagine a one-year-old or a two-year-old at home and they're watching cartoons and they're watching, you know, through a cartoon of how life is supposed to be. Whether it's Peppa Pig or many, many different forms of cartoon. In my day, it would have been Tom and Jerry, it would have been the Pink Panther and so on. But, you know, for the ladies out there, I'm sure you've all grown up with Barbie and I'm sure you've grown up with watching the princess and the prince, you know, and the knight in shining armour and so on. And really what that was, was it was a platform of understanding and acceptance of what social behaviour will be in the future for you. So in order to be a good citizen, a good person, you must work hard, you must get a good education, you must get a good job, you must find true love and settle down with a true honest man and have beautiful children and live happily ever after. And I think we all agree that, yeah, on paper that sounds great, but in reality it's virtually impossible. So, for me, I was no different to you. I believed everything I was told, everything I've seen. I didn't question it and I just accepted it. And because I accepted it, it went straight into my belief system. So therefore, my belief system then created my actions, my behaviours, my habits, my emotions, my feelings, and so on. The greatest moment for me in the human discovery of my own mind was the day I realised, hey, you know what, Carl? You don't know anything. You know nothing. Except 
what other people have told you. Except what you've seen in history books. Except what you've seen on TV and media and so on. And you know, it took me a while to sit down and actually question that and go, yeah, well, if this was true, and imagine there was people behind it manipulating reality, manipulating the reality in the world you live in, creating fears within you, limits within you, wouldn't it be very easy just to change some of history? Just change it slightly so that we accept a different version of what actually truly happened. And for the rest of our life, we can be stubborn in that belief. And you see, this is exactly what happens. As I said, the first six, seven years in life, if you want to heal yourself, if you want to get free of who you are today, if you want to change how you act and behave and what you're afraid of and what you can't do, you need to revisit those six, seven years and look back and say, okay. And without rose-tinted glasses, by the way, you need to look back and say, okay, what type of life did I have based on my perceptions with the people who brought me up? Now, I'm not here to beat anyone's parents up or anybody's families up, but I'm saying if you want to understand yourself, you've got to go back right back to the start. Everything from sibling rivalry, maybe a mother who couldn't pick you up because she was never shown herself. She couldn't be affectionate, maybe too strict or a father who shouted a lot, or even worse. Or it can be happened through just certain situations of not being in control, falling into water, nearly drowning, going down a hill on a bicycle, pull the front brake, there's no brake, and we go into panic and anxiety. All of that has been learned before the age of seven. So when you look at reality out there, and you look at TV, and you look at Vogue magazine, and all these other you know, publications of what the perfect body is, the perfect lips, the perfect eyes, the perfect hair, the perfect tan, and so on, you are basing all your own value On something that isn't true. We all know they Photoshop. We all know that they change the shape of the body and take away some pounds and add to the breasts and so on. We all know that. We see the apps, we can do it ourselves. So when we see it on the TV, when we see it on social media, when we see it on a magazine, it bypasses our judgment and we now accept, well, that is the perfect body. You know, the perfect body really comes down to a simple thing, being the right weight for your for your height, for your age, taking some physical and mental exercises, that is the perfect body. The perfect mind, however, is completely different. You know, I was a slave like most of you out there listening to this podcast right now, so anybody suffering with anxiety, anybody who holds anger for others, anybody who needs to lose weight and every time they try they give up within a few days or they have addictions and so on. People who just are afraid of other people, social anxiety, public speaking, fear of spiders, fear of heights, fear of confrontation, the list is endless. Your reality comes from your own mind. It doesn't help when we pick up the newspapers and watch the news and all the fear, 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 and this really puts us into a negative state of mind, which causes a low energy within us, you know, a sense of hopelessness, where we just feel like we're just in limbo, going through life day in, day out. And always looking forward to the next object or the next material thing for happiness. And then there's the other side. For most of us out there, we, because we don't like how we feel, we want to get away from how we feel. We want to forget about how we truly feel. So we use addiction, we use distraction. Whether we're on social media 10 hours a day, whether we're eating takeaways every night of the week and we constantly feel hungry. Whether we're drinking too much alcohol or taking drugs. Whether we're addicted to porn or gambling, and whether we're addicted to shopping, 
everybody is addicted to something. And the reason the addiction helps is quite simple. It allows us to detach from ourselves temporarily, to bask and bathe in this other possible distraction. So the person who has an issue with comfort eating, throughout their childhood and throughout their life, they've been left feeling empty inside. There's an emptiness, an unfulfillment inside. Now, it's very, very similar to hunger, and therefore it's very easy to make a mistake and think that this internal emptiness is actually hunger. So therefore, the person eats more food. And because they eat more food and they're not burning the calories off, well, then they gain weight. It's quite simple, really. You have a physical appetite, which was pre-programmed before you were born, and it comes from the unconscious mind. It's a part of you that will shake your stomach, rattle your stomach, make sounds out of your stomach to let you know that the food you ate earlier is completely used up, there's nothing left, and we we may need more very, very soon. So when you look at who you are, if you're not happy with how you feel, if you're not happy with your actions, if you're not happy because you constantly feel no good, you need to revisit your life. You need to look back at the very, very start and see, well, okay, the six, seven years of life, the first six, seven years of life is the blueprint of who I truly am today. So therefore, if we feel uncomfortable in somebody raised their voice, did you experience that at a young age? If we're terrified of making mistakes, was there somebody in your life at a young age that constantly corrected you when you made a mistake, maybe even gave out to you or shouted, or you perceived it as a negative judgment which took away your value? If you're constantly going out of your way to help people, are you searching for recognition? Because if so, that suggests that in your earlier years, in your perception, you didn't get recognised. And when you get that understanding, and when you get that true, true, true belief inside yourself, it's very, very easy. It's a beautiful thing, because you now can see, well, the person I thought I was, the person who did what he did and acted the way they did, well, that's a programme. That's a version of me. But there's so many other versions that I can get my hands onto. But in order to do that, you've really got to deal with those first six, seven years of life. So again, people say to me, yeah, you have the perfect life. You know, you're a hypnotist. You can change anything about yourself. And yes, that's true. But one of the greatest things I ever changed about myself was to remove the people who hurt me most. The people who caused me the most hurt, anger, sadness, and the people who devalued me the most. That went right back to my parents, some of my siblings. I went back to the Christian brothers in the school I was brought up, and bullies and so on, and a couple of other people throughout my younger years. And in a state of hypnosis, you get access to your long-term memory. You get access to your emotions. So in a state of hypnosis, I could easily produce the anger I had for the Christian brother who used to humiliate me, shout at me, beat me. I could certainly get the anger from mum and dad for how I perceived my reality in my first six, seven years in life. Doesn't mean it's true, just means how I perceived it. So for me, it became true. But I could basically get a list of people that had hurt me in my perception through events. And I could let the anger go for each and every one of those individually and forgive them unconditionally. And I hear a lot of people out there going, oh, I never forgive anybody. I never let that go. They done that to me 20 years ago. I never let them I never let them off of that. I never forgive them for that. And what you're saying is, I'm going to continue poisoning myself 
I'm going to continue feeling no good. I'm going to continue having no emotional value. But if they've seen the truth, the truth is beautiful. The truth will always set you free. The truth is, no matter whatever happened to you, no matter whoever did it to you, it was not personal. Now, I'm not saying it was nice. I'm not saying it was right. I'm not saying they should have done it. I'm not saying you should agree with them. But what I'm trying to say to you is, the moment you perceive it as a personal attack on you, you lost value. You lost your emotional value. You started to feel no good, not good enough. And I know so many people out there, I heard a person the other day saying, you know what, that bitch, the way she treated me, I'll never, ever forgive her. And I smiled and I looked at her and I said, so, not only has she hurt you, not only 20, 30 years later are you still feeling the pain of it, but you are willing to continue to poison your whole system. So, to live a life of freedom away from other people's opinion and to live a life of, you know, where you don't have to compare yourself to everybody. Am I as tall as them? Am I as funny as them? Am I as happy as them? Am I as well off as them? Am I as successful as them? Does my nose look as straight as hers? Before you start getting into that world of comparing, judging, you're already enough. Yeah, you have some battle scars and you have some wounds along the way. Nobody gets out of this free. Nobody gets away with it. Because the people who've hurt us most, well, they were damaged too. And how they were brought up and how they perceived their reality left them with an ability or limitation in how they brought us up. So, in order to start thinking of changing yourself, changing your life, changing your behaviours and your reactions, you need to start thinking about, well, what challenges did I face when I was younger? So, for instance, if you fear swimming or in water, or water over your head, you know, did you ever experience a situation where you may have thought you were going to drown when you were younger? If you fear people's opinion of you, were you in a situation when you were younger where you, something happened and you were judged negatively? Because this is where it comes from. This is where it happens. And it's so important that you deal with this. It's so important that you get to the roots of the cause. Because everything else out there is about dealing with symptoms. You know, in my opinion, you go to a doctor, and I go in with anxiety or I go in with depression and I'm handed a synthetic drug to change the emotional impact of the cause. So ideally working with a symptom. So the medication I take for anxiety is supposed to suppress the emotion, supposed to relax the mind, where the mind doesn't feel threatened by a, a situation or a stimulus. You know, but th- that to me is like, you know, your fire alarm goes off at four o'clock in the morning. You get up with a pair of scissors and you go and you cut the wires going to the bell. And you go back to sleep. You haven't dealt with the fire, but you've removed the annoying bell. Because if you do not deal with the past, if you do not set yourself free, well then your body is toxic. It's sick. Because every emotion, every image you process in your mind has a physical response in your body. And if you're going around feeling no good, well then you are living in toxic a toxic state think of it this way you buy two plants the exact same the exact same health the same day the same pots the same height same colour and every day you feed one with water and a little bit of nutrition for the soil and that plant as we all know because it's watered regularly it gets nutrition it will grow up to be a strong plant good strong branches green leaves and 
possibly no spots of no disease on the plant at all. But then we get the second plant and we water every few days. We might try half a cup of tea in instead of water. You know, we might just forget to water for a few days. And because we're throwing in toxic materials, if you like, into the plant, well, then the plant becomes weaker. You see the spots appearing on the leaves. It starts to droop. And that's a human being. Because everything that's ever happened to you, all your life experiences make you who you are today. So if your health is compromised, if you're sick and constantly have stresses in your life, well then, your sickness can come from your emotions. Again, if we feel second-hand inside, if we feel no good, if we feel not good enough, well then so is the body. It becomes sick, it becomes ill, because when we're in stress, we are in dis-ease. The opposite to ease. I live a life of ease. But for most people out there, they're living a life of dis-ease. There's something in their mind which hasn't been dealt with. There's challenges from the past that have never been looked at or dealt with or action in any way so that's like a sickness and an illness inside you already and it's growing and growing with each and every time that these emotions are triggered so in order to start learning how to change your life you need to accept the truth the truth is simple everything you know you know because you've been told now does that make it true Everything I've ever been told is what I've always believed. Did it make it true? No. So you need to start pushing everything else in your life outside for a moment. Close your eyes and ask yourself, is this it? I mean, is this it? Is this all there is to life? Working 40 hours a week, stressed out, sick, can't pay the bills, terrified about bad things happening. And constantly distracting yourself from who you are I mean is that what this life is all about surely not so in order to get into a wonderful level playing field of happiness value where your day is not judged by someone else's opinion of you your happiness or your value inside yourself is not damaged because somebody said something you've got to get to a world where no matter what anyone says or does you do not react emotionally. You disconnect from all those emotional states you put yourself in. For example, you see a story on social media. Next of all, you feel a little bit anxious or you feel a little bit worried or angry. Well, what's happening is quite simple. You're poisoning your body. You know, you're going to hear things in certain situations in the family or she did this and he did that, he didn't do that and he did that. And each and every time you get involved emotionally into those arguments or situations again you're poisoning yourself in order to live a happy life you've got to be in control of your emotions how you react to situations but you'll only ever get that from understanding the truth the truth is that nothing that has ever happened to you was personal and if you're struggling to understand that Imagine for a moment you had a challenge life. Imagine for a moment your parents were angry or they drank a lot and they didn't spend much time with you or constantly put you down. Dad, I'm thinking about joining a football team. Oh, sure. Don't know why you're bothering doing that. You'd be no good at it. Or many other situations. But imagine 
being born to parents like that. Now, but I want you to imagine you were born to parents like that. Imagine you lived that life. And when you grew up, you were always worried about taking chances because you're told a thousand times, yeah, you'd never be any good at that. You find it awkward when people show you affection because, again, it was something you didn't experience when you needed it most. Well, if you look at that for what it truly is, we're saying that that child had been programmed through the emotions and the you know, stimulus within the environment from the people who brought them up. But let's say instead of that baby going home to the parents that day, a different baby went home. Would the parents be different for that baby? Would they have been affectionate? Would they have said, you know what, playing football, I think you'd be brilliant at it. You'd be great. Let's do it. No, they'd be still behaving the same way with a different baby. But because we all have fooled ourselves and jumped into a world where we took it personally, as a valuation of ourselves, we ended up with the emotional damage of not being enough. Why are we afraid of other people? Why are you afraid of other people's opinion when it's actually irrelevant? As long as you have a good moral compass, you know what's right, you know what's wrong. As long as you live to those worlds and those rules, well then, detach from emotions. Stop getting into emotional states with everything you see and hear. You've got to dis, you know, detach yourself from your emotions. Because now you start to live a world where you start to feel happy, you start to feel valued, you start to feel good enough. You need to revisit the past and release the hurt and the anger, the fear, from all those early experiences before the age of seven. Because only then would you truly get freedom. Now, I'm spiritual more than religious because, again, religion, the understanding I had with it was stuff I'd been told. I, I never experienced it, I never witnessed it, so I can't make up my own judgment based on my perception of what it might have been like back 2,000 years ago. So, my reality was based on what I was told in the church and in school. Now, is it true? I don't know. But I'd certainly be a bit naive to completely believe it was true. Because if I completely believe it true, then my actions, behaviours, everything changes based on that belief. So in order to get happiness into your life, in order to get stillness in your mind, detach from your emotions. Think about the people who hurt you most in life. And ask a separate question. Has there been any benefit holding on to the hurt and anger? Has there been any great advantage to you? Or if you truly examine where you are in life, if you truly question what you're doing, has it challenged you? Has it left you limited? Has it left you feeling useless and no good? The first part, the healing is understanding. Understanding brings awareness and awareness brings action understand yourself because buying a new dress buying a new phone booking a holiday it's all temporary happiness it's based on material happiness oh we're getting a new car next week cannot wait oh we just booked a holiday for next year oh we're going to have Saturday night we're going to get drunk you see that's all about material happiness it's all about objects of happiness distractions from who you are 
True happiness comes from the heart, and home is where the heart is. And your heart is in your chest. And your heart is connected to your stomach, is connected to your mind. And all your emotions, all your feelings, all your actions resonates within it. So in order to get true freedom, in order to get true happiness, confidence, to remove fears, to accept this for what it is, it's a beautiful journey in learning, you know, lessons after lessons. But ask yourself, has everything you've learned up to now, is it working for you? Are you happy? I mean, if you take away your children, your house, your car, your money, your pets, all your outside distractions inside of you and only you, are you happy? Because if you're not, well, then you need to take action. You need to become responsible for it. No one's going to do it for you. No one's just going to, you know, wave a wand and you're happy all of a sudden. It's something you need to do. I think it's one of the greatest lessons in life is to learn that not everything is as it seems. You've got to make your own beliefs. You've got to do your own learnings. And your actions will change. So, to summarize, it's very simple. If you're suffering with depression, hurts, angers, addictions, anxiety, low mood, low value, low self-esteem, you need to revisit challenges you may have faced before the age of seven. Because once you do that, you can desensitize them, you can remove the emotional impact of the memory. And then you need to deal with all the people who have hurt you most. You need to let the anger go, the hurt go, the unfairness go, the injustice go towards them and forgive them. Not because you agree with them or you think they were right how they treated you. You're forgiving them because you're done carrying them around in your body and mind. You're done with it. These actions and these situations and your you know, response to them can cause you sickness and illness and early death. You need to let go of hurt and anger, forgiveness. You need to revisit any situations of trauma, fear, loss, hurt, anger from your early years and let that go too. Because only then will you feel good enough. Only then will you not need to compare yourself with anybody else. You'll accept you are who you are, you look the way you do, and that's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Because if you keep comparing yourself to the cover girl of Vogue magazine or the man on some man's health magazine and you keep getting disappointed every time you look at that and then you look in the mirror at yourself, you're, you're giving away your health. You're giving away your happiness. You're reinforcing inside yourself you're not good enough. Life is beautiful when you understand the game, the rules. The rules are simple. Detach from your emotions. Revisit your younger years and deal with it. And throughout the podcast, I'm going to show you how to deal with it. I help people every day of the week deal with it. I've seen people's lives change within two, three hours in a session where we've enlisted ten people on a page who have hurt the most. Mom, dad, themselves, maybe a teacher, maybe a friend, maybe an ex, maybe a boss, and so on. And the transformation in the mind is instant. Within two, three hours of letting go anger, true anger, for each person individually and truly forgiving them unconditionally, 
the value in that mind and that body resonates instantly. They can't get the anger back. It becomes irrelevant what happened. They don't have to like what happened or agree with the person who hurt them, but they don't have to carry around the poison that goes with it. And their faces can change. They can start to feel good enough. They stop worrying about what other people think. And if it's anxiety or panic, it's the same thing. But to get out of this construct that most people are in, everybody's in virtually, of comparing, judging, fear, you need to understand you. The day you're born, you're perfect. The version of you today has a blueprint, and that blueprint is in the first six, seven years of life. And it's very difficult to update the program without changing the blueprint. Because it becomes temporary. You know, we go and we tell somebody our problems and we feel good for a few days. But a week or two later, we're back the way we were. Detach from emotions. Become aware of your responses. Identify what may have hurt you. What may have terrified you when you are younger. What may have limited you and deal with it. Revisit it. 